0: Got around to changing that.
1: Oh, I don't. It's. Spooky. It sounds like
0: Simpsons Treehouse of Terror almost. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't change it. I think it works for us. All right. I won't change it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because then I gotta change my gimmick. Oh,
0: I'm acting scared. That.
1: that yeah, that it hangs around so long. You know. Damn. I'm scared. Ah. Hey.
0: It's our Hi, second. Friends. Our second Halloween show of the twenty twenty one season. We are. In you know,
1: a... I I didn't realize I lost a year of my life today. Uh, how? Because um, uh, I thought I didn't realize it was like twenty twenty one. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Oh, you were saying it was twenty twenty. I was.
1: I was talking, to Jason. You said something about twenty twenty one. I'm like, yeah. Wait until that. And I had to stop and think. And it was one of those like I I literally thought like.
0: You literally was... thought.
1: Yes, I I, shut up. I, but no, I literally did think, yes, that twenty twenty for a moment.
0: Twenty two is two months away. Ah, shit. Yeah, I'm just catching on. This twenty twenty one now. We started this show in November of twenty sixteen, Squeezer. So we are going on five years and another few weeks. It'll be five years of doing the show. Yeah. The fifth year anniversary of the... Rad every years. week. Every week. With the
1: exception of, like, two weeks where we didn't know how calendars worked,
0: Like the Romans. Yeah, but we've gotten better. We, we rarely, rarely missed the... Well, I wouldn't say we've gotten better. We've gotten consistent. No, I mean, you've gotten better. More people just hate me and my bad impressions.
1: No, it's not that I've gotten better and that they don't
0: hate me. It's
1: just that they hate you more. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they don't really say anything about you. They just shit on me.
1: Well, it's because I don't. You, well, that's the thing. You provide them something to hate. You you channel them. You know, uh, you provide them a channel to hate. I don't provide anything of substance.
0: Oh, that's not true.
1: Therefore, ipso facto, proctohawk, I can't be hated.
0: Well, you can't be hated by me. That's for sure. Yes,
1: as I like to say, I am awesomely mediocre.
0: No. Our friend, closed caption, 765, commented on YouTube last week, Halloween with the Rad Years. If pales don't get you, Squeezer's lunch lady will.
1: Oh, uh, thank boy. Thank you,
0: sweet boy. I have a mm- feeling she's going to be making an appearance today. Maddie Marks. Wednesday evening. Maddie Marks commented, great Halloween graphic. I love it. Uh, Maddie Marks, email me, rk at Maybe I'll get a pin to you of that graphic. Ooh. If you uh, would like to help us out, you could comment on our YouTube uh, affair we're doing right now, like us, um, subscribe, and hit the little bell for notifications, As to, so you could be pissed off when I'm doing said bad impressions. <laughs> Speaking of people hating me, we got a, a review on <clears throat> pot, our Apple podcast. Ooh, fodder. Uh, LR109442 gives us four stars out of five, and said... Good, listen, but could be a tad annoying at times.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, tell that to my wife.
0: Been enjoying this podcast on and off since I discovered it back in the fall of 2018. The I like topics how
1: it's on and off. <laughs> at least he's honest.
0: Yeah, the topics they talk about are very intriguing, and it well, that's that's a lie right there. It can yeah. be very fun, a very fun. It can be a very fun listen with them talking about the stuff that I wish I wished I grew up with. RK's impressions can be a bit overkill at times. But other than that, it has been a really good <laughs> listen. Totally recommend if you want to blast from the past or want to go back in time when life seemed much more simpler. Thanks, RK and Squeezer. I mean, you thank me, but. Yeah. Look,
1: look I, don't, I don't think the impressions are nearly where they were in the spring.
0: Are even like where they got starting with COVID. Yeah, we got, I got yeah. a little out of control. But <laughs> then, then we realized that the people like. Well, I don't know if they like the lunch lady or not. And uh, I, I, I get personal requests that she
1: pay us a visit, pretty much every show. So, um, she makes me. No, she doesn't make me laugh. She makes me uncomfortable. That's right. <laughs> Squeeze her plate apart.
0: God damn it. Play part. So. And uh uh <sighs> yeah I mean I haven't done I mean I'll just do Vince like ah, oh, goddamn <clears throat> goddamn pal you know just like ha oh, what are you doing You know I'm not crazy like I used to be so
1: Right right Well yeah I, I mean it it's not it's not so much me just disappearing and you arguing with yourself for 20 minutes which I find enjoyable
0: Yeah I haven't I haven't done uh I mean uh we haven't been visited by Alex Jones in a while um we haven't visited by uh i mean vince comes here and there Polly dangerously what are the other uh, dusty roads that uh, my dad ooh, ooh.
1: well your your dad's a part of the show right your your dad is your dad is
0: integral to the rad years yeah his wife uh doesn't <clears throat> like my impression of him my sister was talking to me about that today I was like, well, you know, tell, him, tell her to join the club of people who don't like my impressions, okay? <laughs> if she really hates it, go on um, Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show and let me know. <laughs>
1: well, Just tell him to
0: stop talking like that. Yeah. And Which I've you been... don't
1: sound anything like that, sir. Nah.
0: <clears throat> he doesn't fucking listen. I've been doing that impression since I was a kid. I have VHSC tapes of me and my sister. We used to make these movies, like, portraying my dad and brother using our dog, Casey, like, to be one of them. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we got them home from work today. Everybody home. You know, we just, if I could find those and upload them, they're fucking gold. I wish, I think I might have them too. I think I might have them. Squeezer. Somewhere. I got to find it. Somewhere. <clears throat> I have one of my student films on VHS that was transferred off 16 millimeter. I should upload that piece of shit. I got a I have a box of a whole rubber made bin
1: of old wrestling tapes, mostly RF video stuff. But I know somewhere in there Is your backyard wrestling? There's at least one VHS C tape, <coughs> probably still in the adapter in the VHS adapter right. sitting there that it has me uh just yeah, being thrown through a fence.
0: And uh evening ish and um what was you, you just told us the other day? What your uh, your gimmick was your re- backyard wrestling gimmick?
1: Um, I can't believe this didn't. Could you say it didn't come up on the show? I don't I, remember I it ever.
0: Um,
1: yeah, I had a, a purple t shirt. Um, it was actually from a bikeathon at Naz- Naz- Nazareth Speedway I participated in. Um. And it was a very big purple shirt, so I wrestled under the gimmick of Grimace. Oh, these Grimace! Yeah. What was your entrance music? Why
2: can't we be uh, friends?
1: No, it was uh, Green Day's uh, "Brain Stew." Oh, that I, oh. I trimmed and reedited. Yeah,
0: Luke Ross, who's on the uh, sh- the this, the the chat here on YouTube, because if you w- listen to us live, you can chat along with us on YouTube wrote that review, and he's glad I didn't yell at him like the guy a few weeks ago. <laughs> well, Luke, well, I was he, jet-lagged, and uh, he was- he, you were, he was well-rested, Luke. You were just telling the truth, and that guy was just being a fucking dick. You were also sleepy. I was sleepy, and I only thank me for the shirt. Squeezer had nothing. I'm sick of- if I'm going to get shit for my uh, uh, impressions and Squeezer getting nothing, I want all the praise for the shirts and the pins
1: yes I, re- I truly absolutely it's not a gimmick I do nothing
0: <laughs> yes I I get them printed I pay for them I mail them out and you
1: go, hey squeezer it I was pop a pop in you go hey look at this and go oh cool
0: it was a very limited run but if if whoever's here chasing plastic used especially if, if, if you guys you guys just email me your shirt size we'll see if I can't have any extras' a very limited run I don't know I can't promise you I can't promise you. even Luke, even though you wrote a four-star review instead of said I get kind of annoying sometimes. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Goddamn, pal! What's so annoying about a voiceover? Come on, um, just just email me. Uh, I slip into my DMs either on uh, Instagram or send me an email. Give me your little addy and uh, and your um... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, your shirt size. And if I don't have a shirt size and you don't have one of the pins, the glow-in-the-dark Halloween pins. I'll slip you one of those bad boys, and uh, I also have, I have other shirts. I might have other shirts, so just just hit me up. I might have stuff. I have stuff for everybody. And Ish says, "F you, Squeezer. Thank you, RK, for the." M-. Is You're this my welcome. heel turn? You're welcome. Yeah, I'm trying. No, I, am it's kind of. Is everyone? It's I'm kind of get a
1: die, Squeezer, die chant going.
0: It's kind of my heel turn. I just Marty jeanetti you through the window <laughs> about you not helping <laughs> with the shirts.
1: <laughs> oh shit! Uh, oh
0: now i just spiral into oblivion right right and i just go on i'm going to uh, sing my own sexy boy song and premiere it as the theme song next week i and think talk about I'm leaving cute. someone behind <laughs> i know i'm sexy
2: <laughs> uh
0: i liked when jerry sang it but man he really it really came together when he did it yeah. himself in the first person and the fact that it still lasts it's, to this day yeah if he comes out epic right yeah they don't even play DX. They play. <clears throat> There's that sweet Maddie Marks. Thank you, sir. Maddie, hit me up in an email. I have a. I get you a pin of that. Um, but yes, that's uh, that's that's the review section of the podcast. On to news, Squeezer. Did you see the trailer for uh, uh, Home Sweet Home Alone, the Home Alone reboot on Disney Plus? I did not, know. Oh, so they're rebooting it. It's with some fat British kid. Well, I'm not fat. He's a chubby British kid. Yeah. And he's. I guess he's living in America. He's living in the same town because Buzz in the trailer makes a, a cameo as a cop with the last name McAllister. Oh,
1: so it's uh same. It's, it takes place in the Home Alone
0: universe? Yes, it takes place in the Home Alone universe. And Ellie Kemper from uh the office and Kimmy Schmidt plays the villain with her, I guess her husband or boyfriend and same stuff ensues uh the robbers go in the house little chubby kid tries to it, and it's it's so much uh, I don't know it comes out November 12th on Disney plus I'll probably Chances and I will probably watch it but I don't know it's not, it's never gonna be home alone no that dance. God damn, pal! I mean, How do you remake Home Alone with that There's little my... fat shit? Ah, oh, what's he gonna kinda... do? What's he gonna do? Eat Twinkies and tell them they can't come in your house? Ah, oh, you can't even run! Look at
2: you! ah ha! Look at you!
0: <ya. laughs> Sorry, Joe. Joe just—he—that's Joe's fault right there. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. Blame <laughs> Joe for that one.
1: Uh, I mean, really, if they're gonna—they should just have Macaulay Culkin reprise a role. That's what everyone was saying on Twitter. Um, no, see, and I don't even have Twitter. So, um, I, mean, I think I do. I might,
0: but but nonetheless, it's it's out there. Uh, but yeah, we we inch closer to Halloween. Squeezer, have you yeah. done any Halloween stuff? Uh, I did some Halloween stuff. Did
1: we talk? I, like... I hung
0: some lights in did... a tree. Did we talk last week about me seeing Venom? Yes. Okay. So this week, I last night I saw the new James Bond. Mm-hmm. Not for me. I'm I'm not like I'm not saying I'm not a fan. I just I've seen maybe the last James Bond I saw in the theater was Golden Eye, and I maybe f- have seen like two or three in between that. From Enchantress is a big fan. She loves them. So she wanted to see it. Last Daniel Craig one. It's it's fucking long, it's not bad, but it's it's long. Um uh, but yeah, the theaters back. Uh, we're we're gonna watch Halloween Kills on Peacock though tomorrow, Squeezer. Ah, the new Halloween movie.
1: Ah, I will probably be watching Descendants. Descendants. Yes, it's a uh, all the young offspring of the Disney villains that. Turn good and try out spoilers, oh. and uh, sing songs and frolic. Have you given Squid Game a chance yet? I haven't had a a chance yet. I'm I'm still in. I I still have a few more years of uh, old Raws to catch up on before I can. <laughs>
0: Squid Game uh, is. On. We're almost done with it. It's pretty good. I'm huh. I'm, uh, I'm, not, I'm liking it more. Um, I'm liking it more. Uh, than I than I did. Or earlier the last review and then after that we got to finish um only murders in the building which we started and i really love but we just got sidetracked that's what steve martin and uh martin short selena gomez on hulu another good show
1: hmm
0: uh now joe wants me to do a dusty saying you should start baby if you're looking for a fat kid baby i'm not fat i save my belly i, I tan baby i shave it hide the fat hide the belly. I could be that fat kid at home alone. You leave Dusty home alone and try to break in, baby. How you try to break in and go on the American Dream? That ain't gonna work. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how the fucking Dusty would go, baby. I'm gonna stay at home and watch bad movies and eat ice cream and crunch potato potato chips all night because that's what I normally do, even when people are at the house. (laughs) Dusty was a fine-tuned athlete. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, <it was. laughs> <clears throat> oh. oh did you see the behind the, the Mortal Kombat behind the scenes stuff that they came out
0: from the mo- the latest movie
1: no from the game from 30 years ago no so it was like the thir- next year will be 30 years mm. since Mortal Kombat came out yeah but uh, Ed Boone posted a video of New them Cyborg. like 30 years ago today uh, of working on it Mm -hmm. and them doing the motion capture stuff with the scorpion actor because you know it was all mocap and like also you would think like oh how did they come up like with these moves and stuff and the quote from the video is literally boone going you know it would be a cool ass move and that's how the spear came to be it's like throw like you're throwing a rope and then you you with like an arrow like, yeah, like that. And he goes, oh, and then you kind of, kind of, like, pull him to you, and then you can hit him. And the guy kind of, like, pulls it like he's, like, climbing a rope like Batman. And Boone goes, like, no, no, like, kind of, like, get over here. And literally, that's where it all came from, like, just in conversation. Hmm. No, it would be a cool-ass move. And, and it, then
0: he just said, like, get over here. And got this whole ancient mythology in the home. I'm sorry. No, on, the fucking Mortal Kombat movie. That it was, like, ancient spear weapon. Well, I mean, that kind of did exist.
1: I oh. mean, I'd take that over the fucking weird
0: little CGI dragon-y thing.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I did not see that. I didn't know. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Check that out. Oh. Oh, hello. It's your lunch lady, Squeezer. She said she wanted oh, to say huh. something about Halloween. Hi everybody, hi Squeezer. I know that I'm not quite welcome on the show, but I'm here because, you know, I like to check in with Squeezer. I don't get to see him as much to get he left me for a family and kids. I was fertile. I could have had his children. But he didn't want me. I could cook his food, but I can't bear his fruit. But when I bring a tray of jellied fruit over, does he eat it faster than oh I don't even tell I don't even want to tell you.
1: A fat kid in a Home Alone movie?
0: A fat kid in a Home Alone sequel that shouldn't have been made.
1: (laughs) He's probably a really nice kid, right? He's
0: a good boy. You were a good boy, too. I remember when you brought your costume to the Halloween parade at an elementary school. And you were like, can you help me get into it? I gotta change. I gotta change the parades happening. So I took you in the bathroom and completely undressed you. Wait, what? When you had your smock, your Halloween smock for your your costume, I forget which character you were, but it was like a plastic smock and, and a and a and a mask you put over your face. <laughs> it was like the g i Joe's or something I don't remember. I just remember you just wanted help getting it on because the Halloween parade was about to start, and you didn't want to not have your costume on with all the little kids. So I took you in the bathroom and I brought a big bag of chocolate chip cookies I made for you to eat while I dressed you. But first, I had to undress you. I got all your clothes off and your little underwears and then I took out my baby powder and I started powdering you up because I didn't want you to get chafed by that schmock. And you just kept saying, Put more baby powder on me! Put more baby powder on me! And I just used almost the whole container. Just powdering you up and you know, puffing it up with my hands and it was so much fun. More baby powder please! More baby powder! Then you just ate cookies, and oh, you missed the whole parade, but you eventually came out in your schmock, but your little bum was showing because I forgot to put any pants on you. I thought the schmock went all the way around. I didn't realize it didn't cover your backside. Those were the days. <laughs> they thought you were a ghost with how much baby powder I had on you. I'm like, no, he's a G.I. Joe or something, a Roger Rabbit. Remember that costume, handsome?
2: I. (laughs) He's
0: he's bashful. He doesn't. (laughs) I'll come over later with the baby powder if you want. I still have that costume. I don't know what it is, but it's in my basement. After the parade, I undressed you and put your old clothes back on, and I took the schmuck home. I wrapped it around my broom and put you in front of my door and pretend you kept trick-or-treating. I want more candy. I want more candy. (laughs) That was the best Halloween of my life. It's been downhill since then. You just (laughs) grew up and all you wanted was hoagies. You didn't want me to powder your little bum. (laughs) All right. Well, I got to go. I'm getting too upset and emotional thinking about this. Bye, everyone. Bye,
1: Squeezer. (laughs) Bye.
0: So what was the costume? Was it a Roger, <laughs> a Roger Rabbit?
1: Uh, I I don't want to I don't want to conflict with Lunch Lady Cannon. Hmm. Uh, well, she uh, no, but I, I, I she I'm remembered. trying to think of what well, I I can't recall what plastic smock costumes I had at the time. I can't. I know my Halloween parade, the one you speak of. I I was Robin Hood, and it was my Robin Hood costume which was made completely of green felt uh, that my mom made.
0: I bet she felt you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ew. Yeah, Vince would have hired Lunch Lady. Goddamn, Lunch Lady. We're going to have you give birth to a spatula. Oh, that'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Squeezer's going to get you pregnant. Oh, three weeks of a storyline. Finish out the pay-per-view. God it. Yeah, oh, she always snuck him extra fruit roll-ups, if you know what I mean. No, right. no, no! Don't do that to fruit roll-ups. Luke, we lost Luke. He probably just fucking turned off the live stream. <laughs> Fuck these guys. <laughs> He's like, "See, I was right. Yeah, it's gotta be meaner." Right, I'm right. gonna, <laughs> I'm taking away those four stars and giving a one star mean one. I didn't even yell at him, but then Joe jumped on and and started getting me going. Mildred this week. I think her name's Mildred, right, Squeezer? Is it? Mi- yeah, it, it could be Mildred this week. And I know it's got to start with a B. Oh, B? B. Be- o B. I'm gonna go
1: with Bethany tonight. This week, I, I meant to. Problem is, I am not so clever, and I I spent most of the time trying to think of what her name was gonna be, and then she hung up, and I didn't even.
0: Yeah, you oh, clearly weren't that's interacting I do. I don't... with her or answering her whatsoever. So I, I.
1: Why would I? Why would I step on her? She's too good. I got, I bring nothing to the table.
0: No, you do. Did you? Uh, speaking of to the table, did I go too far with my graphic on this week's YouTube? <laughs> I kind of like it. Uh, many people would think it's our last episode. <laughs> um, well, I noticed I, there's no blood on you, Squeezer.
1: No, which is because I would be wearing the smock, right? It's
0: like right, and the baby powder underneath the smock. Apparently, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know you had a powder fetish, Squeezer. Uh, I mean, it's
1: not necessarily a fetish. It's just you know, I'm not a fan of chafing. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, we should start talking about horror movies, and uh, and guys, bear with little Squeezer; he's a scaredy pants. I, I believe we pants. said on the last episode we're both scaredy pants. Hmm. Um, the last episode, Squeezer, uh, we talked. Hold on, do I have the thing I sent you? Oh yeah! Well the t- ten movies we talked about oh, were yeah. Night and Elm Street Part Three, Dream Warriors. Friday the 13th, the final chapter, Scream, Critters, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Children of the Corn, The Faculty, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Halloween, the original, and Alien. And you can go back to uh, season two, our our second year, 2017, to listen to that show in the archives. They're all there. They're all free. We do not charge you. Tonight, we are... Nor should we. Nor should we. Some people charge for their archives. Some people charge for, like, bonus shows, Squeezer. Some people charge for merchandise, which makes sense. Yes, it's called a business. Yeah, we are not doing business here. We are having fun, and we're starting with Mr. Squeezer's first pick this week. Are you ready, Handsome? Uh, For this, honestly,
1: no. Here it is. Yeah, I had to pick one of them from it, so I don't know why I picked this one.
2: They brought her back. You're not Ripley. Who am I? To resurrect an alien species. It's a queen. She'll breed. You'll die. No. Ellen Ripley died trying to wipe the species out. I'm not anxious to see her taking up her old hobby. Someone or something is gonna wish they never did. It's the Sigourney Weaver. Winona Ryder. Alien Resurrection Rated R. Alien resurrection.
1: Uh yeah, I'm I'm getting my uh angry bitter squeezer um shitting on rad retro stuff out of the way early. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know how much I, I love aliens and alien. Mm-hmm. Like the first one scares the hell out of me. The second one's just awesome. Fun. Um I didn't pick the third one because I actually don't recognize its existence um come on and then and then look at least I mean they kind of just took some awesome characters and kind of just pissed them away right off the bat but at least the end of Alien 3 it's the perfect bow on that franchise and they even say it like in Alien Resurrection basically like she died fighting these things it, it's in the trailer it's like it, that was it and um they come up with this story that's rather convoluted a little bit all over the place this um uh like uh team up kind of movie um uh written by uh Joss Whedon
0: um i never seen this movie Really? Uh, it's, I thought Joss whatever. Whedon wrote three, not four. Uh, no. he wrote
1: uh I don't know. Did he write three? He might have written three. He wrote, he wrote three, three, I think, because. Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, he, he he wrote he wrote four. Um. Uh. And. Because it, it, I mean, it clearly has all the elements of uh, like Firefly. It's like oh, like a ragtag group of space crew on a ship. Like it, it, it clearly, it, it, a lot of his ideas and stuff that you see in other content, um, you see kind of popping up here. Uh, the highlight of it, Sigourney Weaver, of course, is Sigourney Weaver in like ultimate kick-ass mode. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's a half, she's a blend, a, 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 clone, if you will, like the ninth clone. um, because this is two year, two hundred years after Alien Three, and they they clone her and blend her with uh alien DNA, because it, well here here's where it kind of doesn't make sense to begin with. Like they want to harvest. They want the the alien species is dead. Ripley killed them, but they want to bring it back because you know that went so well. So they find a bit of her blood. 200 years later and managed to clone her because in the blood they can recreate the alien embryo. Yeah, I know. But anyway, because of it now, Ripley's basically a superhero with acid for blood that can basically do anything like punch through walls and, you know, swim, you know, like a mile underwater. and She's all around pretty badass. I actually think this is just Sigourney Weaver playing Sigourney Weaver. Like, this is what I imagine she is like in real life, but she actually has to play it down when she plays Ripley. Not that she necessarily has acid for blood, but that she, you know, can punch through walls. Um, you also got Winona Ryder getting a thing in there. And, um, Ron Perlman (coughs) is fucking Ron Perlman. I'll never complain if Ron Perlman's in anything. So,
0: uh, Resurrection it, people liked, right? Uh
1: some people did I did I mean it it's hit or miss. It's really is a, a like a popcorn movie. Um it, it doesn't have the same uh whereas like Alien and Aliens and to an extent Alien Three uh yes ish Alien Three was the prison planet. Um whereas they there are kind of like lessons to be learned and like a, a like a, a theme. Alien Resurrection just kind of felt like all over the place. Like let's just try some, let's see what looks cool and let's do it. Um, it, like like the, those themes in particular, like even like the horror themes, like there's scary parts and like jump scares and stuff, but it it doesn't have that same um. Uh, that 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 dread you know what I mean that 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 overwhelming sense of like fear and dread that especially you get in the first one and to an extent exists in in the in the second one too, like they get wiped out and then that kind of hunkered down claustrophobic feel, whereas here they're kind of just running around and it's kind of like a a chase movie um and and then you get into the uh, alien baby, and so like it, the new alien is born. It kills I just, the Queen. I just I just read that the the hybrid the had mom.
0: the hybrid had yeah. male and female sex organs that were edited out in post production. Yeah, it had a <laughs> slong.
1: If you look at the pictures of it, look for the um, original alien resurrection alien design. Um, it's kind of horrific looking. Um uh, not not that it wasn't family friendly to begin with.
2: Right.
1: Um yeah, it, it's a pretty it's a pretty gruesome design too. It, it's quite quite disgusting. Um but then seeing like Ripley like cuddle with it is kind of it's just it's very strange. Um yeah, I know I don't want to I don't want to shit on it too much i just i didn't want to talk alien or aliens and just talk about how awesome they are and near perfect but um like alien resurrection look has some cool sequences it looks great um but like I feel like story wise like it was just it felt unnecessary i i just and and it, if you wanted to do the cloning thing, it's fine. There's, it's a way to, to bring her back. But I feel like that wasn't even like, um, uh, like delved into enough. Like there could have been more of a psychological thing here, that existed in the previous movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, at least, you also have the, the one scene that always sticks in my mind. And it, it like the, to the, the sum up. Like where they're going with it Like they just kind of saw like sequences and images Like oh this happens and this happens And when an alien When like a bunch of like soldiers Get into an escape pod to try to escape An alien gets in there and Starts just killing them all inside The General, the dad from Clueless Uh, throws a grenade in there To you know, ease their suffering If you will And blows up the escape pod with the alien inside But then he goes and salutes them Because, you know, that's what you do. Like, there's a whole thing going on. You stand to salute. And as he's saluting, then the alien tail goes right through his chest. And boom. Dead. Boom. And it kind of... I think what really hurt that there was, in my mind, it looked just like Jack Nicholson's death scene in Mars Attacks. Like, they almost parallel each other too much. And it kind of just... Made it seem silly to me. Um, but yeah, I, I just had to get that off my chest. Sorry. This is a positive show. I'm going to be much happier. But look, I can't. Eventually, I'll talk about every Aliens movie in the franchise and the Rad Years. Uh, period. So eventually, I have to talk about Alien 3, I guess. But we'll save that for an even angrier show.
0: I just want to give a shout out to our buddy Joe. It's his birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Joe! His shirt came in the right time, man. Happy birthday! I just looked at it something. Uh, PCM Paul sent me something on Instagram, so I quick looked at it, and I was like, "Oh, Joe, it's he posted it's his birthday." My God, pal! Ugh.
1: Oh, and if you like Alien Resurrection, you can you, you can you're allowed to like it. Yeah,
0: I don't know why, but you're allowed to like it. all right well happy birthday to our friend joe he's the one who gets me all tuned up with my impressions uh sweet boy let's move on to my first horror pick and this movie is fucking rad three eight two
2: six cars Michael and Sam are about to discover a secret in California. Santa Carla's crawling with vampires. Stay back! Stay back! I'm your brother, Sammy! Help me! What's happening to these My own brother, a blood-sucking vampire. You better give yourself a t T-shirt, buddy. Will you wait till Mom finds out? Has everyone gone crazy here? The Lost Boys. Rated R. Starts Friday, July 31st. The Lost Boys. So, um,
0: I was watching the other night this featurette on YouTube about The Lost Boys. And I've seen this movie a bunch of times. I originally watched it, Squeezer, as a kid, thinking it was about Peter Pan.
1: (laughs) You're adorable.
0: But it's not that scary, so it didn't really bother me. I kind of got into it, and I kept watching it. And the... So, the retrospective was talking about how when um, Joe Schumacher, who directed this picture, went into the studio, it was pitched to him. He thought it was like a kid's uh, vampire movie. Uh, Oh, like a cutesy kind of like... Right. It is not. And he was... The cast was young, I guess. Jason Patrick was like 18 or 19. Heather Sutherland was really young. Um, And then, of course, Corey fell. This is the first of the Corey movies, this... Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. The first movie they did together, uh, Corey Haim played uh, Jason Patrick's little brother, and he meets Corey Feldman, the Frog Brothers, who are vampire hunters. And like the, I had mad respect for um, Sam, the little brother played by Corey Haim, when he went to the comic book store, and he just starts like spouting off knowledge to Edgar and Alan Frog about uh, comic books. I'm like, man, this kid knows more than I do. back when i saw this i was like i probably saw it on hbo like late 80s so i was probably no more than eight or nine (laughs) or seven probably i don't know i'm Um, surprised
1: this didn't turn you into a goth kid how do you know
0: i wasn't i own a lot of black clothes squeezer i wasn't full goth i couldn't i I tried once to put guyliner on i was like a punk rock guy for um halloween my god um yeah, and I, I, it made me, like, I could, my friend was putting it on my eye, and I, I like, was trying, I, I couldn't, she couldn't finish, because I was, like, almost puking every time she would do it. It made me feel sick to my stomach. So I couldn't even wear a guyliner squeezer, so I couldn't be goth. I'm not good. <laughs> I, I haven't, I didn't wear any jewelry, and I, I consider watches jewelry until I got the Apple watch six years now ago, squeezer. Over 60 years. What well, Keither? Ke Keither? Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer. Keither. Kiefer.
1: Uh, Kiefer Keither Sutherland, uh, would have been uh 20.
0: 20. When filming it. Yeah. 20. And Jason yeah. Patrick. Well, they're filming it in 1986. Yeah. And Jason Patrick was born in 1966. So yeah, he was probably 20. But they probably cast them when they're 18. That's yeah. So Joe, Joel Schumacher is making these boys trot around his office. Yeah, guy says well, he's I'm, had sex uh, with yeah, more men point. than anyone mm. on the planet. Thanks, okay. Luke. Love you, buddy. I mean, at least back then they're still
1: younger and and closer in age to like how they cast now. You're I mean, right. shit, Dawson was like in his guy's AARP card my age. are having the cast.
2: rap party. <laughs>
0: Sixty-five. Um, so uh, they moved to Santa Carla um and this time we were great except for the goddamn vampires uh michael meets a gang of vampires read by led by Kiefer sutherland sutherland See, it's he,
1: harder than you think
0: well now you got in my head he Sorry. convinces them to and his mom's dating this other guy and who you think is the leader is not the leader i'm not gonna spoil it but like uh, the frog brothers were so cool and i wanted to be a vampire hunter but um, I, there was another movie that I'm going to talk about later that had me way more, like an, like my imagination way more enthralled. Now older, like, uh, you know, every, the opening scene is when they're on the boardwalk and there's there's like scantily clad women and there's scantily clad Tim Capello with his saxophone. I still <laughs> believe um, you could go back. Tim did a uh, Valentine's Day shout out to all the Radomaniacs. Uh, last year um for Valentine's Day he's a sweet guys on cameo go get a cameo from this fucking guy He's the man uh the the whole soundtrack of of this movie's too it, it 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 all like runs through this thread of this song called cry little sister i think it's like you should, i don't fucking know the lyrics i don't know the lyrics of any song Squeezer. <laughs> except like sublime songs, but like, I, I I could sing them, but I don't know what they, if like, what are they? And what are they? And what do they mean? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um,
0: yes. Uh, this is like a, a long haired hairless twink vampire club, um, who wants to recruit a new vampire, Michael to be part of their twink vampires. And he drinks the blood uh, uh, accidentally, and you start seeing him become one. But they get him back in the end uh, by killing the, the big bad. But this is a fun movie. It's great atmosphere, great soundtrack. And if you're looking for a Halloween movie to watch in the summer or like the beginning of the season, this movie has such a great Halloween feel to it. And something about these Santa, these California towns that begin with Santa, like Santa Clara and Santa Mira, which we'll talk about later, Uh, spooky about them but uh, yeah that's The Lost Boys one of my all time favorites I can't believe I have not talked about it on the first show it's such a great one Squeezer your next pick
2: Do you want to live through this on ancient ground a terrifying evil has been unleashed now five strangers are our only hope to stop it oh yeah Friday, January nineteenth. The showdown Open the door! is on. From Robert Rodriguez, from Quentin Tarantino, from Dusk Till Dawn, Radar.
0: From Dusk Till Dawn.
2: What's
0: uh, uh, second show featuring a movie by Robert Rodriguez. Uh, the Faculty.
1: Oh yes, that's right. Um, I I don't I feel like this movie either doesn't get enough credit or it gets a bad rap or I I just feel it should be higher up there on people's radar.
0: I love this movie. I own it I, on uh, i yeah. like, i own it to like to to watch on uh, digitally.
1: Oh, nice for you. Uh, I had it on DVD. Um, sort of, yeah. I had that. But yeah, it digital. Yeah. 4K yeah. squeeze. Uh, well, 4K. Uh, I, I absolutely love this movie, or both movies, if you want to look at it that way. Um, cause, and because it truly is two different movies, and the the swerve is fantastic. And it has. It, it's not like it's like this bipolar film where it doesn't know what it is. It knows exactly what it is. It's like a cerebral gangster movie. It's a grindhouse picture. It's a, yeah, and it's an action-packed vampire horror film.
0: It's schlock. It's exploitation. Yeah. It's uh, that.
1: Yeah, and and I think they almost it's a, they do a better job and it's more true to that than grindhouse. Uh, it and I forgot until I went back and rewatched it because I knew I knew it was a little a little bloody. I forgot how horrific and gory this movie is. I don't know how. I I think it's because it's a lot of...
0: This is Salma Hayek's first big role, right?
1: Yeah, and uh, maybe that's why I forget, because that's really what just kind of stands out, mm-hmm. literally and figuratively. Um, yeah, apparently he Tarantino demanded that if she wanted the role, she had to dance with the snake. She didn't want to dance with the snake. She was afraid of snakes, but she did it anyway. Thank God she did. Um, yeah, this movie and it, it's it's twisted, and it's very much in the the Tarantino, uh, Rodriguez vein. Not in just the the um, uh, the violence and the the, the gore or the dialogue, but like it it kind of just wipes clean like all like the tropes. Like, like your two characters on the front of the, on like the front, like your two stars, one spoilers, one's dead before we even get halfway. And the other one, you're supposed to have like an arc, a character arc, like he's supposed to end the end, like him and uh, Juliette Lewis are supposed to be like, he like takes her under your wing and she's like. Or they can go the dark route now. Oh, she's going to be his new partner. Or, oh, now he's going to be her dad and he's going to live a good life. No. George Clooney is the same piece of garbage he was at the beginning of the movie.
0: Yeah, there's no uh And, and no Juliette art. Lewis
1: is left alone with a dead family covered in blood with a handful of cash. It's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. And the reveal at the end, like you you had that big reveal in the, in the middle. And then that reveal at the end, like the, the, the Aztec temple is just great. And I love that. It was like a matte painting, you know, they could have done, it, it could have been a cleaner, you know, out in 97. They made it look cool. Um, the, the effects were fantastic and gruesome. Um, and the cast is um oh god the cast is so much fun cuz and george clooney i think it's one of his best roles and 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 for and you have to grade this on a curve for the time like he was very much the 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 sex symbol er you know like he wasn't this acclaimed actor yet and he really was afraid of getting pigeonholed and he did this and i i thought I, you know, he was fantastic in it. When you compare him to later, like, his Cohen work, of course his Cohen brother's work, he's phenomenal. But this, like, you get to see him, like, have fun really playing an asshole. Um, Tarantino, not the greatest actor in the world. No. But this character is almost believable. Like, that's, it's basically almost like he's kind of playing himself a bit. Harvey um, Keitel's in it. Because well he's Harvey Keitel, um, you got uh, Selma Hayek in one of my favorite roles of hers, um, Danny Trejo, Fred Williamson, and um, Tom Savini. Uh, I mean, how can you not have this movie without having Tom Savini in it as Sex Machine, which is possibly the greatest name ever for a movie character. Um, it it's awesome yeah this this movie's just awesome i absolutely you take away the you could take away the whole gore vampire thing just the story itself and the way like these these characters interact with each other uh that in itself is a masterpiece um and it it kind of gets brushed under the rug when you compare it to all of like tarantino and rodriguez's other projects and stuff like that it I don't think it should. I think it should stand up there with everything else that they do. I think so as well. Yeah. Go watch it. Don't don't have like anything like Taco Bell or anything beforehand. Have I've something very it. you know, not too filling. Multiple. It's pretty gross. <laughs> Actually, don't
0: ever have Taco Bell. Why? Taco Bell's fucking awesome.
1: I know. Going down is that all uh yeah that's all All
0: alright here we go with my next pick
2: George A. Romero director of Night of the Living Dead and Stephen King author of Carrie The Shining and *Cujo*. now bring you Creep (laughs) Creepshow it's the most fun you'll ever have being scared creep show rated r opens this week check newspaper for theater near you
0: creep show what do you ta- what do you search in there handsome
1: oh uh, just type it in creep show just you know whatever you ta- i just always just type it in so I could like
0: have you like this movie is one you should see it's not that scary it's funny but it's macabre it, it, ah. It's not that bad. It was released November 10th, 1982, and I won't explain the release strategy until my last pick. We'll get there. In the meantime, we'll talk about what this is. This is one of my favorite types of Halloween movies, an anthology movie. I'm sorry, horror movies, an anthology movie. It's uh, uh, a couple stories, with uh, all written by Stephen King and directed by George A. Romero. Like, home fucking run. Are you kidding me? If, like, you should see this just for that reason, Squeezer. Yeah, but I'm scared. It's really not. Father's Day is the first story. Um, that one's okay. Uh, the next one is the best one, The Lonesome Death of Geordie Verrill, played by Stephen King himself. A dim-witted backwoods yokel. Uh, and there's a meteorite crash into his farm. He goes and fucks with it, and he starts, like, having, like, a... Uh, um, plants growing all over him, like uh, starting on his fingers, and uh, this like alien vegetation just is like starts getting all over him. And there's a little uh, uh goddamn pal. There's a, he's watching wrestling in his house. He's watching Bad Bob Backlund versus I think uh, Chief J Strongbone or something. And the voice you hear is, "Oh, what a maneuver, Vince McMahon! Goddamn, look at him go! Ah, oh, look at!" Jordy's covered in fucking green plants. Oh, he's going to be a fucking forest by the time this is over. Um, then there's something that tied you over, which features the comedic actor Leslie Nielsen Squeezer. Oh. Huh. Playing it so straight. But this is something I read about this week that I thought was hysterical. While he plays his character so straight, so fucking straight, all business in the scenes. Leslie Nielsen had a fart machine in his pocket during shooting. He would let it go <laughs> off during rehearsals, and just before the director, George Romero, would call action, he'd start the fart machine, and causing Ted Danson, who's in the scene with him, and the crew to crack up with laughter. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. Um, there's The Crate, which... Uh, uh, a janitor finds this crate, which might have a giant ape in it. And you don't know if you, if you see in my office, there's a, a gorilla that looks like it, they did like a good lighting thing to make this look like a, this looks like a giant horror comic book squeezer. This new movie, that's how they designed it. Okay. And they kind of lit it that way too. So if you see like the pin in my office with like a purple and red gorilla, that's from Creepshow. Oh, okay. Um, they're creeping up on you is probably the hardest to watch and costs the most money. It's about this guy who has like a a panic room and like a a um he he his, his house is like a uh, sterile what what's the word I'm looking for? Like um like a clean room. Like his whole house is a clean room, but what's I can't even think of the right phrase. He suffers from uh Misophobia, which is a, like, fear of germs. Misophobia. Uh, so it's like a hermit... Uh, what's that? I almost had it. Hermetic. It's, like, hermetically sealed. The whole house. Okay. I follow you. And meanwhile, he locks himself in this, like, panic room. A climate control panic room. And then... But like like cockroach, he starts finding cockroaches here and there in his apartment um, and there's like a blackout from the neighborhood and these cockroaches start pouring out of every nook and cranny and then he locks himself in the panic room, but the cockroaches get to a, Uh, they infested in the panic room at all and he can't escape and he's overwhelmed with cockroaches, which wouldn't hurt him at all, but he's so freaked out he suffers a fatal heart attack. This doesn't sound scary at all. Uh, no, it's just macabre and it's kind of funny. And so, oh, okay. when the electric comes back on, there's no cockroaches anywhere, and he's just in the panic room dead. Um, but you're not sure, like, was he just imagining this? And uh, I won't tell you how it ends, but you'll have to think. And it's E.G. Marshall, yeah, yeah, there's the uh, Hal Holbrooks in this too, mm-hmm. Leslie Nielsen. Stephen King, fucking Ted Danson. Like, there's there's a lot of good actors in
1: this. If they know your dad, they'll think nothing of it. What's that? What E.G.
0: Marshall. E.G., what was that from? Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays Clark's uh, father-in-law. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I completely forgot that, yeah. So do washing machines <laughs> <laughs> worked real hard, grandpa. The um then there is an epilogue because it starts with this kid reading a comic book, and uh it's it's actually Stephen King's son Joe, and he throws it in the garbage. Um, but this is a fun movie. I have the soundtrack on vinyl in my office squeezer. If you want to, no, actually I have it at home. If you want to come uh, listen to it, ever, uh, it's really it's yeah. a really good score soundtrack. It's fun. Just
1: leave it on leave it on before you leave at dinner night and just leave your speakers up so it just plays down the hall in the morning when I come in.
0: Um what did I see for the cost of the the hold on I saw somewhere broke down the cost of the cockroaches. Oh. Oh no. 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 God damn, pal! Vince McMahon's in this. I don't know if he, I don't know if he's credited. This is like Cat's Eye, and um, even if you've seen Trick or Treat with Sam, the one that came out in two thousand eight, kind of has a a. Uh, it's again. It's if you're looking for not scary uh, like horror movies, you talk to me, Squeezer. I could say yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. This seems more like My Speed, like somewhat moderately intelligent. Like it.
0: A- it's more Twilight Zone than it is. Yes,
1: Twilight Zone.
0: Than it is, but it's still yeah. It's still creepy. Um, so there's some Twilight Zones that are kinda where did I see the fucking cost of the
1: yeah like I love yeah this is more my speed I love Twilight Zone I love Outer Limits like this is you would like Creepshow is
0: really fun okay
1: oh well, the packaging doesn't help okay oh there's a big scary skeleton oh no
0: <laughs>
1: oh. yeah yeah like that I'm like nope I'm done like, real, hor- horrific, traumatic images? Yes, I, I can look at those images all day and then recreate them.
0: Steven, but, here's a little factoid. Stephen for King cake. carried a toy figure of the character Greedo from Star Wars uh, on the Creepshow set for good luck. And I will tell you how this movie made a lot no, of I money. I guess he
1: wasn't carrying it with him when he went to do Maximum
0: Overdrive, huh? <laughs> nope, he left it at home. <laughs> He just, he, instead he had, like, lots of bags of cocaine.
1: He, 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 yeah, he had Greedo in his pocket, and he's trying to put one more, like, little thing, three and a half inches of cocaine in there. He's like, shit. Sorry, Greedo. Uh,
0: where did page. I, I fucking saw something about the cost of the cockroaches, but I can't find it now, and I really wanted to tell you. Because I was like, holy shit. Like the cockroaches. Okay. So it was Bob Backlund versus Afa Noai that he's watching. Hmm. I don't know. I saw that the cockroach.
1: You should ask Afa. Uh, just ask Afa a bunch of questions about Creep Show.
0: Be like, "Remember when you bring Creep Show? Oh, here it is. The cockroaches were the most expensive part of the movie, stating that the cockroaches cost 50 cents a piece and they use more than 250,000 of them, a grand total of one hundred twenty five thousand dollars on cockroaches alone.
1: One hundred and twenty five. Wow, that's like on an eight million dollar budget. Well, they spent they probably spent more. (laughs) They spent more on cockroaches than they did Ted
0: Danson. Yeah, right. Two hundred fifty thousand cockroaches. All right, uh, Squeezer, your next movie.
2: You're not getting out of here. Yes, we
0: are. There is no way out of
2: here. We need to get around the trap. They're identified by prime numbers. Figure it out. I can't. I'm not dying in a rat maze. No more talking, no more guessing. You got to save yourselves from yourselves. What the hell's going on? We have not been moving in circles. The runes have. We, are the,
0: key. we are the key. The cube is us. Ah, cube. This is movies out of cube. my realm. This was uh Darren Aronofsky, right? Uh no, no. Oh no, think I'm so. thinking of now.
1: Um Vincenzo yeah, uh, Natali. Vincenzo Natalie.
0: What did? What's the movie I'm thinking of that uh, Darren Aronofsky directed? <clears throat> you, you... Pie? Pie, yes, Pie. Uh-huh. Um,
1: yeah, so this is the kind of movie you would think I would not ever watch and I would hate. This is like one of those whole... movies
0: you'd go in and look at the box at Blockbuster every time you went in, but you never rented it.
1: Yeah. Uh, eventually i did um it, it, the whole like trapped saw like torture device like uh, john not my thing but i love this movie uh because it really is more of a psychological thriller than it is just an outright horror movie uh and there are only of all the deaths that occur in cube only two of them are a result of, like the, the traps, in the cube. Um, the rest are all murders brought on by other people. They kill themselves more than the cube actually kills them. Um, this trailer does it an extreme disservice because it basically burns every twist and surprise. I, I, I trimmed it down. The full trailer blows everything. It's like, oh, we're in a cube. Oh, it's moving. We're not moving, and the cube is. We're the solution to getting out of here. Oh, it's prime number. It's like, it's like you just you. They gave away the entire film. And there's even the final shot of the, uh, <laughs> of the film is in the trailer as well. So yeah, you. Move over,
0: Marty. What was that? Uh, Ghostbusters News. I was pulling up, um, there's, he, Zavi launched two new skateboard decks. One with Slimer, one with Stay Puff, and I gotta get the Stay Puff one. I'm not gonna skate on it. I'm gonna hang it in my office, ah, either. okay.
1: Um, I, I think it's cause it's a Canadian film, That's why I like it.
0: Fucking weird-ass Canadians.
1: Uh, yeah, weird ass Canadians. I didn't know too. They did a a Japanese remake, um, just a little while back, which I will not watch because I have a feeling that it's going to be way too much for my squeezers little tummy to take. Because they tend to go a little dark and overboard with some of their horror. Um, yeah, and it it kind of has like some cyberpunk vibes to it. Um. Uh, like the the technology and like you don't necessarily know where they are in the world that's the cool thing about it is you are completely self contained in the cube you have no reference to like what the outside world really is like in fact, in the original writing, there was a description or a shot there was a scene that took place outside the cube and then to show like what it is outside. And then, as he's redoing the script and rewriting it for, you, you write a screenplay for for, sc- for the, the screen for the film, and then you write a second screenplay for the budget. Mm-hmm. Um. So as he rewrote it, cut a lot of things out, and the first thing to go was like the outside, uh, like not necessarily establishing shot, but post shot of the reveal of the cube, and it's the best thing to happen. It's just lose that. It, it, it ends with uh, Kazan leaving spoilers and that's it. It's great like it, it everything the movie takes place in the cube and that's where it should stay um, and it, it's like your it's your, your survival movie only it, it pits everyone against each each other at the same it's like basically it's survive if this is survivor this is what survivor should be not on an island. With the crew eating pizza, it should be a death cube. Hmm. For all you know, like if, if you could expand on it, and like I don't know, there are sequels. I don't know how far it went, but like they this for all you know, this could be the future, and it was a TV show that they were watching. Like this is what people watch for entertainment nowadays. I wouldn't be too far off. I mean, we watched it as entertainment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We knew it wasn't real, but. What if in the future it is real? Mm-hmm. See what I did there?
0: Oh, I do see what you did.
1: Yeah. I'm not quite sure what I even did there. Uh, but, yeah, the movie is, it's a lot of fun. It it, it really, the, the the gore that does exist is really good and freaky. I feel like um, a lot, I, I it reminds me of a lot of sequences from Resident Evil where the lab kind of goes into a, like uh, lockdown mode and kills everyone. There, that's. I feel like they watched Cube and it's like, oh, we'll do this, this, and it, oh, we'll cut someone in half with the with the cube or the elevator or we'll slice them in half and watch them kind of fall apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I don't want to say they stole those ideas, but if you saw this and then, it's it's hard not to like connect the dots there. All but, right, I gotcha. Um, yeah, no, it, it's uh. Really cool film. It's, it kind of makes you sad, too. Um, you, you're both rooting for these people and you're not. Um, uh, the, 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 what I what I love, too, is... You know how I like a behind-the-scenes kind of... How it's done kind of stuff. Where the beauty of it is... It, it is a single room... So it had to be claustrophobic on set. But you want to talk about a bottle episode? This is a bottle movie. Do you know how many... So they go from cube to cube in and out of different portholes into um, other cubes. Uh, And each room, like, is a different color. They don't necessarily specify what it means, like, if it's a trap or not or anything. There's a subtle thing as the different colors represent, like, the mood and tone of the scene. Like, the red rooms are always more hostile where white is, like, where they're, like, like having, like, like, an epiphany. Mm-hmm. but do you know how many cubes they created that they filmed in one? Yes. One. Oh. Yeah. And then they just, um, well now it would be easy. Cause now you would kind of do like our set at the studio, which would be, you just have led panels that just light up, change color. It wasn't, the technology wasn't quite there to do that in, um, uh, 97. So it's just, the walls are just gels. Like the gels that you would use to gel a light to change its uh, color, either color temperature or uh, theatrical purposes. It was just they were just rolls of gel. Um. Which the movie cost three hundred and fifty thousand dollars to make. Mm-hmm. So if you paid, if you take out the cost of film, and then paid the actors. They spent three hundred thousand dollars in gel. <laughs> Uh, it's a lot of gel. It's, I know it's it's an expendable but yeah, I wonder how they budget that. Yeah, who has to pay for that? I guess that's art department at that point. Um but yeah, they would just um put all the gel in and because it took time to basically dress the entire set in in colored gels, um they shot it out of sequence, so they did all the red stuff and all the white, all the blue and just went through and, and did it that way. And uh, then they knocked out filming in like 20 days. And there was actually only one hole that was functional. Uh, and then there was like a, 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 like a quarter of a set on the opposite side for all the shots. Um, looking through, uh, for any like foreground stuff. So there's only one functional like cube hole that they would go through. Um, which is a, a kind of a brilliant, cost-effective production, uh, you know, use of resources, time, space, all that. I'm a fan of that. I, that maybe that's why I didn't even know it, and I like this movie. And that's why, probably. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, I guess we're on my third pick now. This is This one's one of my favorite movies of all time.
2: There it is. Once upon a time, it was one monster per movie. Those were the good old days. We're the monster squad. Oh. Only one way to kill a werewolf. Kick him in the Go do it! Go do it! Do it. Wolf-man's got The Monster Squad rated PG
0: thirteen. The Monster Squad. Man, after I saw this movie, I wanted. uh, I took my dad's business cards and would draw like Monster Squad on the back of them to hand out. He would get hey, stop uh, (laughs) playing with my goddamn business cards! I need these. Stop drawing Monster Squad on the back of them.
1: How awesome would that be if you like digging through someone's old shit and you found one of those? Mm-hmm.
0: Have you seen the Monster Squad? Uh. And if you if you had to think about it and you haven't, because this movie's no, you're one gonna, you're gonna be mad at me. No, I haven't. This is one that stays with you. I like this movie better than Goonies. I didn't like Goonies, and I like this movie. Huh? This movie. I thought s- Goonies was scary. You thought Goonies was scary? Remember, I'm a scaredy pants. I, I thought Goonies was dumb. <laughs> I, I i'm sorry i'm losing a lot of people like this and it doesn't there's, hold up
1: there's there's skeletons skeletons are scary
0: monster squad holds up and it's still fun it's about this these two uh kids uh and their fat friend and their older kid friend uh and the little little kid who go um who who are like obsessed with monsters they draw monsters and, and the movie starts out like with a a prologue of of van helsing like trying to stop dracula uh there's like this whole story the mom somehow buys van helsing's book in german and gives it to the kid and he's like oh cool it's van helsing's book oh, it's in german uh the dad and mom are going through like a bad uh marriage and he's a cop and they're supposed to go to counseling and he wants to go see some movie called groundhog day 12 <laughs> <laughs> uh but he has to watch his sister meanwhile uh he's at the museum and the mummy broke out and this is so uh they use all the the universal monsters without using the universal monsters they just they they pull a very rk skirting uh copyright squeezer that you would appreciate uh, just to hope no one's looking yeah uh, no no it, it was no 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 everyone was looking because this movie did did okay they they were suggestive but not exact copies of Universal's uh monsters. <laughs> so it was like making them without making them. Um so they did Gilman instead of Creature for the Black Lagoon. Uh Frankenstein's monster, obviously you can do Frankenstein's monster, but he can't have the bolts in his neck like the Karloff creature. He had bolts in his forehead. Uh <laughs> They just, yeah, they just did, like, enough changes. And it worked. Like, as a kid, you don't know. Like, it's easy to do a wolf man and, and a vampire's Dracula. Like, yeah. It's like all... having
1: a laser sword transition on and... your sports broadcast.
0: Right. <laughs> Backwards, though.
1: Oh, yeah, sure.
0: So, it's funny. Two movies I talked about, this movie and The Lost Boys. Shane Black wrote this script, and it came... Six months after um, another movie uh, that uh, Dick Donner left. He was originally supposed to direct Lost Boys, but he left to direct Lethal Weapon, which was written by Shane Black, who wrote this movie. Uh, and who also wrote Iron Man 3? Um, I don't know. This movie is a lot of fun. The kids... Uh, uh, um, I'm sorry. I got lost in telling you the story uh uh, dracula he's back to life to get this amulet to like take over the world and bring on darkness and he brings back the mummy the gill man the wolf man and he tries to bring back uh frankenstein's monster but frankenstein's monster is like fuck you but he meets phoebe the little sister in the forest and she's not afraid, and but she's nice to him. And he's like, oh, this little girl's nice. And he gives him a little stuffy. Well, I wait, no, no, no. She gives him the stuffy at the end. And Frankenstein's monster's like, I'm not helping Dracula. I'm helping the fucking monster squad, motherfucker. And they keep going and talking to this scary German guy who was a um, a, 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 a Nazi a survivor. He was a Nazi concentration camp survivor. And uh, he's, like, helping them out. Uh, to try and go to the they have to go to the church and get a virgin and of course the virgin they think is not a virgin anymore so Phoebe does it and they all start going into the portal and Frankenstein's monster is being drawn but Phoebe doesn't want him to go but he's like now nah, I gotta go so she gives him a little stuffy and he goes into the portal squeezer it's really sweet Aww. but the best part is the army arrived and they're like "What? what's going on what's What's going on with these monsters uh, I don't know what's what's happening and Sean Jumps up and gives him his business card and says, It was taken care of by the Monster Squad. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's so much fun. It's not that scary at all, Squeezer. It's, okay. it's a nice, your kids would probably like it too.
1: Uh, they're as scared as I am. Actually, they're worse. <laughs>
0: Well, they were going to remake it, I think, but it never happened. Um, huh. There's a documentary I think you found on YouTube called Wolfman's Got Nards that explored the <laughs> 30-year impact how it has gone from like a cult movie to a classic. And that's – well, so early in the movie, they're talking about how Wolfman wears pants and drives to work. And they're like, no, he's a wolfman. Like, he has to wear pants. And like, no – he just, and that's just in the movie. In real life, he doesn't wear pants. They're like, well, what about covering his dork? They call his dork. And then when the <laughs> Wolfman's attacking the kids, they like, kick him in the nards. Wolfman doesn't have nards. And he goes, kick him in the nards. He kicks him in the nards. He goes, Wolfman's got nards.
1: <laughs> yeah, if, if they did it now, it would just, they, they would make too many, like, current references to, you know,
0: well, in 2008, um, so they, they Rob... try
1: to make it. They would try to make it hip and it would come off as douchey.
0: Well, in 2008, Rob Cohen, who served as producer on the original film, said that the rights were back with Paramount and there were plans to remake it. Um, in 2010, it was announced that Michael Bay's Platinum Dunes production company had officially signed on to produce. Cohen now confirmed to direct and Mark and Brian Gunn writing the screenplay. Um... Once they found out Michael Bay was involved, not a lot of people are happy. In 2014, Brad Fuller of Platinum Dunes confirmed the remake was no longer happening. And this is a movie you don't have to fucking remake. It's fine the way it is. The Monster Squad, directed by Fred Decker. And it's got that Tri Star Pictures opening before it with the horse oh, that sick. runs into the triangle. Yeah. Really cool. The Pegasuses. Uh, yeah. What,
1: what do you gain from. Remaking it. Look, here and here's the thing. Like, oh well, you can make money. No, you won't. Because kids don't give a shit. Mm. Remember they, they tried to redo uh they, they tried to create a whole universal monster universe. Multiple times. And, and ad- adults didn't like it. Although so the invisible sure. man
0: was really good. Oh, yeah. But Blumhouse did that, and that's why it was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kids don't kids don't give a damn. Uh, okay, um, moving oh, and, on. and
1: before we move on, uh, uh that cube, the Japanese cube, uh, actually, it still hasn't come out yet, uh, it comes out next week in Japan, so, I just want to get my facts straight here.
0: All right, Squeezer's got his facts straight. Yeah. So, if you guys have a VPN, you can probably watch it. If you have a VPN, you can watch Squeezer with his straight facts. Here's his next pick.
2: Living among us, there is a new breed of human. They come not from the future, or from the past, not from space, or from hell. Born of men and women, they are indistinguishable from you and me. But they are more than human. They are scanners, and their thoughts can kill. Experience the terrifying power of scanners. Rated R. Starts tomorrow at a theater drive in U-Check newspapers for showtimes.
0: I have never seen this movie. I don't even know exactly what Check it your is. Check the newspapers. Really? Yeah. Uh
1: it's you know what? It's funny as a kid like t- when I see it's 25 years ago or something like that. Uh I thought it was kind of scary cuz it's you know got some kind of some plenty of like some gore in there. Uh a lot of that uh Oh, it's Canadian again.
0: Another Canadian movie. Yeah.
1: That that Cronenberg uh uh body horror. Stuff going on. Ah, oh, David early Cronenberg
0: early wrote this.
1: Yes, this is, uh, this is directed by. Ab- absolutely. Cronenberg. Oh,
0: is this what uh, Rick and Morty referenced when the whole Cronenberg episode?
1: Well, not not this one in particular, but just the body. Yes, the, that's where the Cronenbergs come from. Is just the the body gore. Okay. Um,
0: uh, how do you? Yeah, I, it, I thought you hate this shit. What? How do you see this movie? Hate this? I thought you hated like gore and
1: uh... uh yeah but this one is different cause it's more of a again it's more of a thriller It, it's very much so this came out in 81 and it definitely has that 1970s horror
0: pace to it it is slow um, oh they're trying to do the 1970s Italian giallo Horror movie thing.
1: Yeah, not in that sense. Here's the thing: I don't even see this as a horror movie. Um, there's some horrific things you see. I mean, you you've you haven't seen the movie, but you've seen the exploding head animated gif, right? Uh yes, yes. Yeah, the yeah the guy the mustachioed
0: bald gentleman with glasses and his head explodes. Ah. <sighs> One
2: yeah, like dream.
1: 1977
0: anyway. Suspiria. That's Argent, David Daria Argento. Have you ever seen any what? of these? I don't. I don't. They're fucking strange. Maybe I don't. We we were in Rome. We went to like the Argento or the Giallo. Fucking, he has a store there. I think it was Argento. Um, Enchantress's friend Mark is a big fan of Suspiria and the weird Italian horror movies. Oh,
1: I I like I like the Italian westerns. Yeah, well, those were spaghetti, spaghetti westerns. Yeah. I'm a spaghetti western kind of guy. Um, but yeah, I guess yeah, similar to that kind of pace, very long and drawn out. Um, uh, and you have uh, Michael Ironside is just awesome. This is like his first big role, and he just plays the, the creepiest bad guy. Like. But you almost kind of like you like he's a bad guy, but he has like a personality he's not just this vicious villain he just wants to take over the world hmm. but in his head like he's not he doesn't see himself as the villain here um he feels like he was taken advantage of and and this other scanners are too that, that these uh psychiatric or uh these uh, telepathic people that have the ability to read other people's thoughts and then also delve into their mind, basically connect nervous systems. And they, they present it in a way that it's such a double-edged sword that it's not like there's this magical power, like, oh, you could read minds. It's like, no, living with this is absolute misery because, you, like, you can't be in a crowded room because, like, the voices just swarm you. So there's a drug that helps calm that. Well it It's a whole conspiracy that unravels that like they're creating these you're creating an army they knew what they were doing when they made these scanners and of course they're doing it for military purposes and stuff like that um most of the the violence that occurs like you think like oh it's scanners and you see that head exploding and you think that that throughout the movie people are just like you just see heads popping all over the place no it's it's that one and done that's the only time you see that. And it's right at the start. Uh, the rest of the violence is actually just gun. They they love shotguns. These people are everyone's running around with a shotgun, just blowing people over shotguns. Um, and that's where ninety percent of your gore comes from. The final showdown um, between uh, your antagonist, uh, who is uh, played by Steven Lack, who is now a like an artist, uh, and uh, Michael Ironside is like they, they have a psych a psychic battle, and it's literally them just staring at each other. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, like it's almost like Japanese manga where like th- no one's fighting; they're just looking at each other. But in this case, they're like their veins are bulging, their eyes are pot- like all oh, It gets pretty ah, gruesome. so
2: fucking vascular. Oh, veins! Goddamn,
1: pal! Just tearing flesh off. It gets pretty gruesome. So if they're it, if it's because it's gory, you want to call that a horror movie? Also, maybe in 81, yeah, you could call this horror because people were, like, afraid of their shadow back then. Now it's like you've seen... Like, I even went into the latest Mortal Kombat movie with, like, kind of, like, hesitant... Like, I heard people, like, oh, it's so gory. Like, cause I don't necessarily It wasn't like, that gory. Oh, and I'm watching it, I'm like, I was waiting for that moment. I'm like, shit, there are... Fatalities in my video game that are more gory than this, and I think they're fantastic.
0: Um, um just a heads up if you do watch, if you and you or anyone else watches, uh, the squid game, that is gory. <laughs> it's good though, it's good.
1: Okay, um, yeah, so th- there's some horrificness, you got eyeballs exploding and stuff like that. Oh, also and i i don't i mean don't mean to take anything away from the production cuz it is fantastic and and it, the special effects are great for 1981 and for practicals and that, that's part of the reason why i love it is cuz it's all done you know with makeup and practical effects and it looks it, it looks cool so there's a sense of realism that isn't there so it it's a lot more watchable um but it, it's a fun story, it's cool, it, it's very don't think it's going to be there there's a lot of like action scenes that um there's a lot of moments of like a lot of action. Mhm. But there's also a lot of people talking about things. So just be aware of that going into it. That it's not this like raucous crazy run it's not Alien Resurrection for sure. Um, but it, it's cool, it knows what it's doing, like story wise, like everything makes sense. Mm. Um, and of course, and again, it's got uh Michael Ironside. How can you not love Michael Ironside? And he, he dies a horrific death, like he does in pretty much everything he's in. All right, so um. Yeah, if you haven't seen Scanners, go check it out.
0: Or not. Don't
1: blame or not. Don't blame me if you find it boring or slow. I think it's worth checking. What that out
0: that review of it was not boring or slow.
1: Oh no, it, just because I kind of look. You you look at like the the art the like the the box and you're like and I I don't mean any disrespect to think it's boring or slow, but compared to like your traditional what many people see as, like, a horror movie now and, like, you have to have this, like, hit over the head with just constant violence. And there actually is a lot of tension. And it is quite stressful because at any moment, you know, you you get the idea that someone's head could just explode. Okay. Um, I, I'm guessing probably the whole shotgun thing throughout the rest of the movie is because, or maybe that's where they got the idea to do it. So they were trying to come up with a rig to make the head explode and they tried like every like from pneumatics to, you know, squibs to just anything to make a head pop. And they could never get it to look right. So finally the guy just goes, you know, fuck it. They packed the fake head full of all the fleshy goodness that's gotta come out of it, had everyone clear to set, right off camera took a shotgun and just blasted the head apart with a shotgun. And that was the
0: Yep. All right, moving on to my fourth pick.
2: From Artisan Entertainment, it began as a mystery. It became a phenomenon. And now it's as close as your remote control. For the first time on television, the Blair Witch Project comes to pay-per-view. Experience the movie critics call a groundbreaker in Fright. An instant classic. I hear am- The Blair Witch Project, now on pay-per-view. Lights on, lights off. You decide how to watch it.
0: Ah, The Blair Witch Project. Squeezer, have you seen this movie? Uh, yeah. I saw it in theaters with my buddies the year between my junior and, and senior year at the 19th Street Theater. It was in July. It was right around my birthday, I remember. I felt, uh, Car sick after seeing it but it was really ah, yes. cool and interesting uh, because at the time there was no inter- like, there was internet but there was nowhere to go on the internet to search if this was real or not because they were presenting it as if it was it, there, as if it was a found footage of these three ki- three people in Burkittsville Maryland who went to find the Blair Witch and never were seen again and it was like this will blow your mind what they find um and in the movies it's shot and like there's like a film camera, there's a video camera and um it's shot almost like a reality documentary style and they made it on a five hundred two hundred to five hundred thousand dollar budget and it grossed over two hundred and forty eight million dollars It's a lot shcarole squeezer Mm-hmm. so. These three go out to the woods to find this Blair witch and um, like weird things start happening. They start finding old like uh, um, like Like they find like the cairns catchers. No, like cairns are like the rock piles. Ah, yes. Uh, one Josh knocks over, they hear the sound of twigs snapping uh, when they're sleeping. And they don't know what it is. Uh, in the morning... They've never been camping. Yeah. In the morning, they find three cairns built around their tent. And they find the map is missing. And Mike is like crazy. He's like, I kicked the map in the creek. <laughs> um, they they keep They keep walking. They find this house. really creepy scene with the one guy in the corner as she goes down, the crying, the classic crying scene, squeeze her, I guess, snot bubbles. Yeah. Development began for the Blair Witch Project in 93. There were film students at UCF, University of Central Florida. Um, uh, They were inspired after realizing that found documentaries on paranormal phenomena phenomena were scarier than traditional horror films. So they decided to like make a fake one, <laughs> even though those old ones might have been fake they're presented as real, so like yeah. let's make like one on like a like where we put some like write it and and put it out as a movie uh they um thirty five page script for the movie, and the rest was improvised. uh when they cast it in backstage. Uh, the the old mag the the newspaper you'd get in New York, they're asking for actors with strong improv abilities. Uh, they did a really good job, even with like the small budget. Like I can't, like I still cannot believe when you watch this movie, what they, what they, um, they had a CP sixteen audio a high video camera, and uh, some thirty five millimeter, uh, f- uh, f- uh, a camera thirty five millimeter. Um so during filming the actors had the CP sixteen, the high video camera. They were given clues as to the next location through messages hidden in empty 35 millimeter film cans left in milk crates they found with a GPS system. They were given individual instructions to use to help improv on the actions on the day. Teeth were obtained from Marilyn Dennis for the use of human remains. Um it was crazy like how they just, just wound up shooting this fucking movie. And think of how much cheaper it would be if you made that today. Yeah, you do it with take, your iPhone. Take
1: the cost of film and the process, all that out.
0: So when uh, principal photography wrapped, they estimated to spend about twenty dollars to $25,000. Um, A reported budget of $35,000. And by September 16, 2016, the official budget was sixty thousand dollars. But um, they I guess they count the two hundred to five hundred thousand as marketing. Oh yeah, that makes that makes sense. Yeah, but they still made so much fucking money. Okay, yeah. so post production fees increased the cost of the film a, a few seven hundred dollars, uh, and marketing costs, which they probably resound mixed it, r- like blew it up, did a, a like did a print to thirty five millimeter. Um, yeah. And then after marketing costs, they estimated five hundred to seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. And they put like the missing posters up first with the three actors. Like that was so cool. I don't know. We just it was like this movie was viral before like viral was a thing. Yes.
1: Yeah. No. The marketing was genius because even I, I, I was a I was a dumb kid. I didn't know wait is this a real thing that i didn't know about
0: yeah that's what i thought that's what we all thought was this re- we, you thought it was it was real because there wasn't like a, you couldn't easily google it or yahoo it or fucking ask jeeves it or Alta Vista it and find out if it was <laughs> fucking real you just had to fucking take the goddamn trailer's word for it and then you're like oh it's not real i still wasn't 100 sure for a long time anyway mr squeezer Let's go on yeah. to your last
2: pick. Ooh, this is a good one.
1: Wow, that went fast.
2: It did. Welcome to perfection, where there's nothing new under the sun. We plan ahead. That way, we don't do anything right now. But under the ground. What the hell, are It's big. These creatures are absolutely unprecedented. It's mean. Oh. It's ugly. It stinks too. And worst of all, it's hungry. <laughs> run, run. Kevin Bacon, Tremors, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13.
0: I forget Tremors kind of is horror.
2: Yeah,
1: I don't think of it as that, but it is. It's a monster movie. Yeah. Um. It it, it I abs- I adore this movie, and I, I even as a kid, like I never found it scary. Because otherwise, I probably wouldn't be talking about it. But yeah, it, it's a monster movie. It's a horror movie, but it was just—it's it, so much fun. Um, they have fun with—they—they they never make it like too intense for you to not enjoy it. Right. And at the same time, it's not like a silly parody of a monster movie. Like it's that—it they—it is the exact perfect balance. Like, it, it's not Sharknado, um, but it's not, I don't know, it's, like, a real, actually scary, like, but it's not Jaws. Jeez, I'm trying to, like, what's a scary animal movie? Uh. Um, arachnophobia. Arachnophobia, yeah. Like, that, it's not.
0: Well, that's also kind of funny, too, but. Yeah. It's also haunting. But, it, so,
1: it's not, it's not that, it, it's not terrifying in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, like, when the deaths do occur and, like, the, the Grappoid, like, kills someone, it, it's. Usually like I don't wanna say humorous but it when I when I said how from Dust Till Dawn like did away with like the tropes, like they this like embraced them. You know, like all every character was just so um over the top. And who doesn't love um Michael Gross's um Uh, Who did he play in it? What was the guy's name? Earl? No, yes. Earl was Fred Ward. No. Um, Bert. Bert, jeez. Michael um, Gross played... Who's Bert? Bert. Hey, Bert. Hey, Bert. Um, I, I, yeah, I didn't Bert Gummer. So I completely forgot, because like, he doesn't like necessarily look the same. You know Bert's the dad from Family Ties.
0: Yes, he is. I know yeah. that 100%.
1: Yeah, oh, okay. Well, look at that.
0: Yeah, well, if you would have said so the dad from there, Family yeah. Ties, I wouldn't know exactly what you were talking about. Oh, okay, yeah. He His was in like all the fucking Tremors movies.
1: Yes, like he became the Tremors guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's so he's actually been like the Tremors guy more than he was even in Family Ties, and that was like all of the '80s, right? Um, I guess uh, from uh, I'm just ripped right off of IMDb, but he had the rap party for Family Ties, and the next day went and filmed Tremors. No downtime for that guy.
0: He's a worker. Um,
1: Yeah. Uh, The special effects are great, especially for a big worm monster movie. Um, And it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's silly, but you could tell like the, the cast and crew had, there's one of those movies where you can see like they had fun making it at the same time. And Kevin Bacon even, I mean, how perfect is that? You got Kevin Bacon. You don't even need monsters. You got Kevin Bacon. He's, Handsome fella, um, but he—it was he—he he goes on to say it's one of the most fun things he ever did. Like the production of it was just uh, too much fun to be a part of. At the same time, he was slightly distraught. Like, is this where my career is gone? I'm in a big worm movie now, and it did okay at the box office. Like it—it they—it it, it made its money. It made its money back, but it found a life on VHS as far as uh, like cult movies go. That's what we saw. Like, we watched it like a hundred times. This is as mainstream of a cult movie stuff. as you can get. Yeah. And it's on, it was always on whatever you want. Your, your Saturday, Sunday afternoon movie and then sci-fi channels just like, not only do we want this movie, we want a series. <laughs> um, Yeah. So there's, I don't even and know how 50 many. sequels 5 6 what's that
0: <laughs> they like we want a series in 50 sequels
1: yeah yeah there's how many i think there's 6 or 7 sequels in in a series and it's just and some of them are good this the second one's not that bad basically they just made tra- uh, Grappoloid velociraptors um and yeah it was just it's a really fun monster movie it's and it's funny too. It doesn't it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like it's not it doesn't try to be. Like I
0: said, it it really does strike that perfect balance. All right, is it time and, to talk about my last one? Uh, yes. Is Kevin Bacon in it? No, it is not. Uh, is not.
1: Well, I'm still gonna look
2: at pictures of Kevin Bacon. First, there was Halloween. Then the terror continued with Halloween 2. Now, Halloween 3. The night no one comes home. The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Halloween 3. Season of the Witch. Happy Halloween. Rated R. Starts Friday at a theater near you. Check newspapers.
0: So we've talked about Halloween three before, but after one and two, John Carpenter always dis- uh, like thought of Halloween as being an-, an anthology movie. Each each Halloween movie would tell a different Halloween story, and Halloween three, season of the witch, was the first of it. Now this is I love Halloween three. It's my favorite Halloween movie uh, because it's like as if they had a they paid a drunk Michael Crichton to like. Half his rate to write a Halloween movie as quick as he could. <laughs> it's more of a techno thriller than it is a, a horror movie squeezer. And the soundtrack, huh? the score, is my fucking favorite thing. The uh, score is great. As well, you only know the score is great because you hear it almost every day when I play the record it in makes my, my day. office. I love it. Yeah, and those like doo sounds that play in it. Like if I'm driving like late at night and like home, I'll be listening to it, and those doos will scare me. <laughs> So uh, what I said earlier, Warner Brothers, when it came to Creepshow, had an unusual release strategy for Creepshow that was hugely successful. They booked several th- several theaters in Boston area during July 1982, and they saw the film do like really it was like a preview, uh, and it was really successful. Then they moved the film from its planned early October 82 release to early November because it was conflicting with Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. Uh, Halloween 3 Season of the Witch opened strongly. When everyone realized Michael Myers wasn't in it, it faded quickly. Ooh. Um, Yeah. And then Warner Brothers guessed that the horror film market would be open for a new film soon afterwards and they felt Creepshow would do considerable business for the final months of 82 and they were correct. The movie did really really fucking good. Halloween 3 Season of the Witch did not do really really fucking good. Do you think if they would have just called it something else, it would, it might have done better? Just season of the witch, and they talked about that. Tommy Lee Wallace, who was an effects guy on Halloween one and two, directed. John Carpenter produced with his wife. Um, and he did the soundtrack, obviously, which is classic fucking Carpenter, awesome. Um, he, Michael Myers makes an appearance. They show the trailer for Halloween in the movie, and Jamie Lee Curtis makes an appearance. She does the voice of the curfew uh and santa mira the town where silver shamrock novelties is um and the silver shamrock jingle uh eight more days till halloween 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 eight more days till halloween silver shamrock that is what squeezer in the public domain London Bridge is falling down, falling oh, down, yeah. falling Yeah, oh, yeah. So they didn't have to pay.
1: <laughs> oh, nice.
0: Yeah. So the they the whole time they're making this movie, they refer to the three masks, the witch, the skeleton, and the and the and, um, pumpkin as the Halloween three, the big three masks. And this movie is fun, but there are some parts you don't get. Like the doctor is just a fucking pervert who all of a sudden decides to ditch his kids and drive out to Santa Mira with this hot daughter of the guy who died in his office and then like at some point at the end of the movie this hot daughter is a robot like was she because there's robots like that run the the Sever shamrock plant now was she a robot the whole time or was she a robot after they got captured like what point was she a robot and why was she a robot and how did he not know all of a sudden that he's with this robot and he sleeps (laughs) with her in the movie did he sleep with the robot Now, Tom Atkins, who's in uh, uh, *Creepshow*, is also in this, playing the lead character. Um, and this movie, uh, I would suggest giving the soundtrack a listen to, uh, watch the movie. And it's fun. It's and it, it's not like a, a slasher movie like *Halloween* three. It's like a techno thriller. It's it's about this crazy Irish guy who's really into Sam, Sam Hain as it's spelled, but it's called Samhain. The the and and child sacrifice. It's about murdering children. Squeezer. Oh, when it gets down oh, to the roots of the
2: did, picture, it's a,
0: about murdering children. And little buddy, when he puts the mask on and dies, is is gruesome, uh, but it's classic. Uh, and th- it's not not bad. Um, I like the fog. I like the thing. I like John Carpenter movies. I like uh, what the fuck? What's the Rowdy Piper movie? They live. They live. Um, and I like the soundtracks to a lot of those, too. But this one is just weird because as a kid, I would go look at the Halloween movies all the time. And I was like, let's rent three. And my mom's like, I hate three. I hate three. I hate three. Because it's <laughs> not Michael Myers. And I finally, because it was like Season of the Witch. And I always knew it as the one that in the box it was so, like, had this, like, creepy, like, like uh, trick-or-treater scene on it. And I always knew, like, this was the one that did not Michael Myers. And my dad finally let me rent it and I and I was like, Oh, this is great. I find this is like it's like very Halloween, like I don't know. There's a very Halloween feel to it. And the acting's not great and but it's very like early eighties. And the Oldsmobile classic cutlass classic Supreme squeezer hmm. is uh is the eighty two Oldsmobile Cutlass is a beautiful car in this movie. But um, Yeah, Tommy Lee Law all oh, Tommy Lee Wallace who directed this would go on to direct your wife's favorite miniseries, Stephen King's It. Oh about another monster I, I, who kills I can children. See that. <laughs> He's all about killing children. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah.
1: I I mean I, I don't like kids, but I mean I like mine, but I don't like other people's kids, but I don't want to go that far.
0: Um. That's it. That's all I've got, Squeezer. And that's all you've got. We're we're done. We've taught. We got through horror movies, Squeezer. Was it so bad?
1: No, no, no. And I realize, like, all my horror movies just really
0: aren't that scary. Well, none of these are really scary. I mean. The Lost Boys, Creep Show, The Monster Squad, Blair Witch is probably the scariest of my five, but they're all horror. That's what I'm saying. You could find your niche in horror. You don't have to watch the gore porn squeezer. You can oh, watch yeah. horror like... and get a little yeah. scare and and not have to watch the gore porn.
1: Yeah, as long and if the gore porn is like far enough out there, um, I'm okay with it.
0: Hell, my scariest one, Blair Witch, doesn't even have any gore in it. No, that's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I was a little scaredy pants to watch that. Also, I spent a lot of time out in the woods, so yeah, definitely Yeah.
0: Well, that's it, Squeezer. That's our show oh. this week. We we got through it. We have, I believe, two more Halloween shows. I think. Oh shit. Well, let me look at the calendar, Squeezer. It's getting late. Oh yeah, we only have two—the twenty, uh, the twentieth, and the twenty-seventh. Uh, then we're in November, yeah. and i was no. thinking, Squeezer, I'm gonna pitch something to you right now. I, oh I, boy, I'm not the biggest James Bond fan, but what if in uh-huh. November we did a James Bond everything? So like, like we could talk about the character. All November? No, not all November. One episode okay. in November. We do a James Bond show where it's everything James Bond or like James Bond adjacent. Like he, oh, I
1: can do that for show. For show.
0: Yeah, like even gold, the like gold knife for sixty-four, for instance, is, is yeah. James Bond adjacent. Even Mister um, uh, the, the 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 criminal that Homer went to work for, and you only moved twice. Like that could be that episode <laughs> yeah. could be James. Okay, yeah, Mister Scorpio. Mister Scorpion. It's Mister Scorpio. Scorpio. Scorpio.
1: <laughs> don't come in here. Call me Hank.
0: Yeah. So like, uh, uh, all right, you and got
1: two picks in there. All right, I'll I'm
0: work. I'm leaning heavily on Austin Powers when we talk.
1: Okay, to... I like this idea. All oh, right, it's a good one. Okay,
0: all right. So we got more episodes coming. We got two more. I, mine
1: might actually be more Bond oriented, just because I've seen every single one of them. But. Yeah.
0: Well, that's fine. I could go the I could do that later. All wire right, yeah. Picks. We'll flush out
1: the – we, we complement each other so well.
0: We do. Yeah, we do. Uh, so two more Halloween picks, then we have November. We'll have our one Thanksgiving episode. Then we get into the Christmas holiday, everybody, uh, and then the New Year. So it's going to be a fun fall and winter on the Rad Years podcast. We'll see you next week. I'm R.K. I'm a Squeezer. Bye, everybody. Bye.